Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome into Stacking the Box Super Bowl week. We all knew that we would be here, at least on the Kansas City Chiefs side. Berteram, just know that, Matt Berteram, just with a huge smile on his face if you're just listening. But if you are checking out the video, uh, just a man who just knows his team is going to be in the Super Bowl, not just this year, but the next 10 years, damn it. I've talked to 7 zillion people this week, Berteram. I'm sure you have too. And they all think that, you know what, if the Chiefs don't win it this year, then no big deal because they'll be back next year. What do you think, buddy? I think those people are fools. (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe they're back, but they're 60 minutes from winning a Super Bowl right now. They're not 17 weeks and the playoffs away, right? Which they will be, as every team will be, the second the Super Bowl ends. Like you always hear this, well, there's no way they won't be back. Well, there's a way. There are plenty of ways. So this is, look, would I bet money that they wouldn't be back? No, no. I, they are. They will be the favorites next year, and rightfully so. Well, but they're there right now. I, I talked to Willie Rofe, Hall of Famer. My man. New Orleans Saint, Kansas City Chief. And he's like, the pressure is on Tom Brady because this is probably the last time they'll ever get there, even though he says he's going to play till 45. Whereas right. if the Chiefs lose, well, they get a long runway, which I actually like. I didn't quite I, agree I, with I him, but I see that. what he's saying. I, I don't hate that. No, that's, I mean, I understand where Willie's coming from on that. Look, yes, if you're if you're the Bucks, OK, we think of them as the experienced team in this game because of Brady. But they, other than Brady, Gronk, and Pierre Paul, nobody on that team is uh, – uh, maybe Barrett was as a backup uh, for, the, for the Broncos. But as far as, like, major experience in the Super Bowl, they are very limited in that. They do not have – I mean, gr- obviously Brady and Gronk and Pierre Paul, and I think Barrett was on that team that won in Denver. They might have been a rookie that year. They don't have a ton of experience. The Chiefs, every guy on that team pretty much has won a Super Bowl. So – the Chiefs are actually far more experienced. Like I would actually agree in that sense. The Bucks are actually in their own stadium. Brady is forty-three. I don't think Gronk's got a ton left. Like, yeah, they probably are under a little bit more pressure to win. But I also think, look, you know, it's a Super Bowl. Like the Chiefs are going in there, they feel pressure to win this game too. You could go back to back. You're trying to launch a you know a dynasty as they have talked about openly all year long. Well, you get a dynasty, you got to win these games. Yeah, you do, and I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like, yeah, Chiefs dynasty. It's fait accompli. They're the Chiefs. They got the fastest wide receiver in the entire kill. They've got the greatest quarterback. We had John Bankos on today, Verderam, from uh, Sports Science, and he said of all the quarterbacks that he's tested, after he put Patrick Mahomes through his thing, he's like, this guy is going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. And it wasn't because he was, like, the fastest – or threw the ball the hardest, or, you know, was the smartest. But he ranked so high on every single metric 
that he's like, I've never seen anybody. And he's not the tallest, right? You know, he, he's like every single metric, he's right there. So, I mean, obviously you need more than Patrick Mahomes, but I thought that was interesting. Now, listen, he, he physically, in, in terms of what he can do, is the most complete quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, throwing on the run, throwing, uh, you know, uh, fading away, stepping into the ball velocity. I remember watching him as a prospect. He was on NFL Network. And it was just one of those things, you know, they bring the prospect in, they kind of put him through the car wash. And they had him out behind NFL Network Studios out in Los Angeles. And they had David Carr out there throwing passes against the radar gun. And they were asking Mahomes how hard he could throw the ball. And he was kind of being coy and like very humble about it. And he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe high 50s, whatever, miles per hour wash. And so they had a competition. And the first like couple throws, like Carr's like, He's throwing it pretty hard, like mid-50s, which is impressive. Guys have been retired for a while. And then, like, Mahomes is, like, kind of matching him, and it's so, you know. And then, like, Carr really tries to gun one, and threw, I think he threw it, like, 57 miles per hour. And then Mahomes, like, clearly was like, okay, like, if you're going to gun one, I'll gun one, and threw it, like, 62.7 miles per hour, which is just bonker. Like, nobody throws the ball over 60 miles an hour. And he threw it so hard he couldn't control, and he threw it clear over the little setup they had and, like, right out of the side of the parking lot. Listen, he is he is incredibly gifted, and he is obviously the reason. That You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie and Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's your favorite in this game. And if they win, he's probably the reason. Now, there are going to be a lot of reasons why either team wins. But if the Chiefs win, you're probably going to walk away going, well, yeah, of course they did. They have Mahomes. Exactly. What excites you most, Bertram? What do you, what, uh, as you sit here in your palatial estate, have you, when are you leaving, buddy? You're driving, you're driving east. Friday, Friday, very early in the day. I am headed back to work, watch the game with the old man. Normally I'd be at the game. I've been at the last two Super Bowls. Uh, but, but this time with COVID and everything else, not, uh, not going. So, I'll be driving home and uh, working on Sunday, uh, working in, in quotations, um, but I'll be watching the game. <laughs> You're going to be man. working, dude. What? You're working. You're working hard. I am working very hard, except for when the game's actually going on, which is why Josh Hill, who is a Bucks fan, was smart enough to bake in about 9,000 people being on that day because we both know that he and I are going to be wrecked throughout the game. Uh, but, yeah, Friday, heading back. But to answer your question, what am I looking most forward to, man? Um, I love history. So, like, to me, I'm looking at it from a historical standpoint. If Brady wins this game, he's 43 years old, beating Mahomes at the peak of his powers. That's an, To me, that is the best one of Brady's career, period. Like, you could argue the first Super Bowl, but I would argue that, look, offensively in that game, they scored 13 points. Like, it's a great win, and Brady's part of it, but that, that game was won because of their defense and Belichick, and Brady was a caretaker in that game. If they win this game, it is likely because he played a great game. I don't see a scenario where he plays like crap and they win. I just do not see that happening. So, you know, you have that side of it. The other side of it with Mahomes is like 
if he wins, you now have back-to-back. He would be the ninth guy in the Super Bowl era to, to win back-to-back. You then have the Chiefs, who now are becoming what is it clearly a dynastic team. They could win three in a row next year if they win this game on Sunday. They'd be the first team to do that in the Super Bowl era. And he would have beaten Brady. And now you start looking forward. You're like, he might actually end up being the GOAT here. So all those things factor in. I, I love all those different angles. But the history of it, the, the extended history is what I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the entire – conversation is just incredible of, of a Brady being there B Patrick Mahomes C like I'm seeing people like Stephen a with their with the with the fiery hot take love you Stephen a if Mahomes loses then he could never be considered the goat which is probably not true but it's just an interesting narrative like to, to me that's this is just you don't get you don't get games like this. This would be like Kobe at twenty four playing Mike in the finals, but Kobe like already already right. winning or, or you know like it's it's just it's such a rarity that anything like this would ever align. And it was so incredibly, at least it felt like unlikely. Even though Tom, at the time, we were saying this is a pretty strategic move going to Tampa. They've got a lot of talent, but that was a seven and nine bucks team. Most people thought, I bet you, you know what, Brady could get him into the playoffs. And then once they got in the playoffs, like, yeah, they might win a game. And three road wins to get to this narrative, I, I just, I, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, Matchup-wise, which one are you going to watch closely, Vertoram? I mean, for me, it's going to be up front and how much pressure is going to be on Patrick Mahomes. How, can, can they get home? Because you're talking about Tom Brady having to play really well. And I agree with you, but – I, to me, that's where it all starts here. If they can't, if they can't put pressure on them, it's over. First of all, I agree with you. If they don't pressure Mahomes, this game is going to get out of hand um, because Tampa can't cover them. But my my matchup to watch: Kansas City's corners on Tampa's receivers. The Chiefs mix it up. They play a lot of different coverages, and Spagnuolo is known for that. So they're going to play man. They'll play zone. They'll play some combinations of those things. They'll 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 do everything. But they're going to blitz Brady in this game. That is the untold storyline in this game that nobody's paying attention to because no one's talking about the Chiefs' defense. We're talking about the other three units like crazy. Nobody's talking about the fact Chiefs' defense has actually been really good lately. And they did the same thing last year. They are great in the playoffs and they are really good in the Super Bowl. They're going to put Legarius Need in the slot one-on-one against Antonio Brown. And they are going to put Rashad Breeland and Charvarius Ward one-on-one on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They're going to do it, and they're not going to be afraid to do it. And Breland, they're going to basically tell Brashad Breland, who's going to go against Evans in this game, Brashad, you're big and you're physical, and I don't care if you take two holding penalties, mug him at the line of scrimmage. Mug him. Get up and press. Don't let him off the line. We're going to bring more numbers than they can block. Now, to me, this is where the game is won and lost. Can Tampa Bay get those receivers open quickly against them? That is the game. I, Gronkowski's probably going to have a pretty good game. The Chiefs give up yardage to tight ends. Eric Eager, who, who does a great job over at PFF, Pro Football Focus, put out a tweet the other day. Um, the Chiefs give up the third most yardage to tight ends in the NFL, but they give up the second fewest to receivers, which is an amazing stat when you think about how often the Chiefs are leading games and teams are trying to throw to their receivers. And it has not – the Chiefs just do not get beat outside. And they were good against them in the first game, by the way. 
I would look to me if the Chiefs can cover them man on man when they're blitzing, that's a major problem for Brady, who ranks 30th in in quarterback rate ranking, quarterback rating, excuse me, against pressure. If they get pressure and he's got no quick outlet to go on the outside, I would not be shocked if the Chiefs put Tyron Matthew one on one with Gronk and some of these second and third and longs and say, You have to beat us outside, do it. And I don't know. If they can't do that, that's a huge advantage for Kansas City. No question. Let, let's look at the actual quarterback matchup and where it places historically. And maybe it's the best QB matchup of all time for some, not for me. Uh, like I, I would go straight old school. Let's go 12 year old Carm, Super Bowl 19, um, Marino versus Montana. It didn't end up being a great game. Um, but that was, I mean, that was a 15 and one San Francisco team versus a 14 and two dolphins team. Right. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's big time right there. Um, and I mean, you also look, you, you had, uh, you've, you've had breeze Manning, you've had, uh, Elway versus Favre. Right. That was what? 98. I want to say, um, 97, 97 season. I played in 98. Yep. Super Bowl, that was, uh, I think, Super Bowl uh, 32. Um, You know, there's there's some great ones out there. I I don't know. Like, Tom, Tom's great, but he's, I feel like he's past it a little bit, at least here. I mean, come on. Stallback, Bradshaw. Sure. Weiss, Aikman, Uh, and Kelly. You had Elway, Montana. I mean, I I mean, I am with you. Look, I do not think it's the greatest quarterback match of all time because Brady is 43, and while he is still very good, is he a top-five quarterback right now in the league? No, he's not. He's not. I don't know that there's any reasonable argument he's a top-five quarterback in the league. Would you agree with that? No, yes, 100%. Okay, so is he top 10? Yeah, I think he's top 10, but he's probably somewhere in that 7 to 10 range, right? Like, at this point, you're taking Mahomes, Rodgers, Wilson, uh, Allen – um, Watson, you're, you're taking all those guys, no question. And then you start getting into, okay, would you rather have Brady? Would you, you know, would you rather have maybe like a Justin Herbert? Now, Brady, it'd probably take him in the Super Bowl because he's got more experience. But, you know, Herbert this year right now, probably more talented. Uh, Dak, right? Like, you know, whatever. The point is, Montana and Marino to me is the greatest matchup ever because Montana was a Super Bowl winner at that point. He's a great quarterback. And Marino was coming off the greatest year at that point in NFL history. And I'd argue it's still the greatest passing year in NFL history. So I think that that one's there. But from a historical point, knowing, of course, how Montana's career played out, Marino's career played out, this one could be from a historical sense. Because Brady's won six. He's now going for his seventh. He's been to ten. Mahomes could eventually get there. So you could argue historically – that it ends up getting there, but in the moment, no, I don't think it is. I think Montana Marino, 1984, that's the best one. Yeah. You know, you know, what's kind of fun thinking about the absolute worst one, which I think that actually is a hilarious thought. I, 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 I kind of think it's, it's, it's gotta be my guy. Uh, big. I mean, can you get worse than Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl taking on Payne Manning? Seriously. Well, a bigger disparity? No. Could I think of a white? I, I got to tell you, uh, Trent Dilfer and Kerry Collins getting after it. Not great. What was that? Uh, 35? 35. Yeah. 30, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's rough. El, Elway in his, in his final year against Chris Chandler. 
Uh, not a full-on tour de force there. Neil O'Donnell was involved, but he was against Aikman in his prime. So, you know. Yeah, yeah Super Bowl 30. Oh, my God. And, like, the Steelers actually were in that game somehow. But that was an actual real game in the fourth quarter. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, the worst quarterback matchup ever is got to be 35. Don't forget Colin. Brutal. Worst quarterbacks to ever play in the game. Rex Grossman. Yes. Tony Eason's got to be up there. He's not good. He's not good. Give me uh, David Woodley. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woodstrop. Against the Redskins. Well, Washington football team. Excuse me. No, well, the, it was. Indeed, it was indeed. at the time. Vince I mean, Ferragamo. Mark Rippon was awful. <laughs> and it, it won. Doug Williams was a trailblazer. God bless him for that, but was not a great quarterback. Uh, like, by the way, speaking of all this, and, and we can move off. Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, you're in the team photo, even though he wasn't. Yeah, he is in the team photo. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> Jeff Hostetler, maybe. Um, sure. Rich Gannon. Gannon won MVP. He was, he was okay. Yeah, so. Gannon, Gannon was better than those guys. Gannon, yeah. Gannon did not. He's not pictured. Um, look, <laughs> I, I was going through like some historical stuff just because I, you know, for my column, stacking the boxes, doing some random stat stuff. And I, I stumbled on this a while ago, and it's just a great one to bring out. This is how much the game has changed. So like, we're going to see, and we're talking about Mahomes and Brady and like how it's just this incredible passing, you know, this aerial assault. I'll bring Bucks fans back in the Wayback Machine. 1979, the Buccaneers played the Rams in the NFC title game in Tampa, okay, four years after they had gone. Uh, winless as an expansion franchise. The game starts with with Doug Williams, and he ends up getting knocked out, and they, they put in, I believe it was Gary Huff, I think, was the backup quarterback in the game. The Buccaneers, in an NFC title game, four of 26. Wow. Can you imagine? And they were in the game. They only lost 9 nothing. Like, <laughs> can you imagine that? Four of the – what would be the score of the game now – if either one of these quarterbacks went four of 26, they lose by 60 points. Yeah, they would. I mean, it's, it's impossible. You could have, you could have 1940 NFL uh, championship all over again. Bears 73 Washington zip. Yeah. I mean, I just, I stumbled on that and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing. Like four for 26. And they were in the game. It was it was six nothing into the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. And, and I, I besmirched the good name of Gary Hoff. It was Mike Ray who came in. Mike Ray <laughs> and Doug Williams each went two of thirteen. Ray threw for forty two yards. Williams on thirteen attempts threw for twelve yards. That's awesome. That's that's impossible. And they were in the game. I mean, just goes to show. I mean, I, that's, I, I mean, that's what fifty years ago. Like, and here we are. Like, football's changed. I mean, this is wrong, but I do feel like if you ago. if you gave ago. if you gave me thirteen throws in an NFL game right now, I think I could get twelve yards. Like, put me on the Chiefs right now. Just Tyreek Hill, go stand over there. I'll throw it to you right real quick. Just run. 
One one time he'll, he'll bust one. Um, you know what? If you said to me, you can call the play, 13, I'd guarantee you I'd get 12 yards, and there's one reason. Because I would just do that little pitch pass 13 times. I'm never <laughs> getting hit. And there's a – yeah, I get one point. Now, if you said to me, you have to take a five-step drop and throw 13 balls, oh, zero yards. Zero yards. I mean, most likely it's definitely zero yards, and and you're and you're dead. Like I'm but, cheating by throwing a push pass, but yeah, that, that's how I'm going about it. Let's pause for a quick second here, so we can pay some bills. We're right back with stacking the box. Uh, all right, let, let's let's get back to the Matt Verderam power rundown, which carries us through stacking the box, box each week. Uh, you've got on here what's a hidden advantage. For either team that you like, this is an interesting question. Give me your hidden. I kind of gave it away. I think the Chiefs secondary is going to play very well in this game. I really do. Um, They were lights out against Buffalo, and Buffalo is as hot as any team in the league going into that game, the AFC title game. And the Chiefs completely shut them down. You know, you go and look at the box scores. Oh, Allen had 288 yards. Allen had like 100 yards going into the fourth quarter. They could not throw a pass. Um, I don't think that's going to happen because I, I think Brady's more experienced. He'll see some things with Spags that he's seen before. And, they, and while Diggs was the best receiver between the Bills and, and the Bucks, the Bucks have been more diversified passing game. They have better tight ends. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not predicting that. But I am saying, look, I think the Chiefs are going to do a good job in this game on the outside. I do not think the Buccaneers are going to throw the ball a ton. And I think a lot of that's going to be A, because the corners are going to hold up well. Juan Thornhill, who tore his ACL last December, late week 17, he finally looks like himself and he's back. And when he's him and, and, and he's right, which he is, um, he's one of the better free safeties in football. They can play cover one which means they can drop Matthew down on Gronkowski and Sorensen can rob the middle and they can just go one-on-one with your corners or with their corners against your receivers. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be the hidden storyline in this game. I think they are a lot, a lot better than people realize. So it's, it's super interesting. Um, you know, if we, if we go down that road, I, and, and, and my, we were talking about hidden here, like, I mean, I, I don't. I, it's it's. I'm I'm taking a reacher because I don't think the run game is necessarily going to you know be the the, the It's it's hard to say like hey, it's if you see if you control Leonard Fournette or if he goes big or if Ronald Jones has a huge game. But I I do think it's interesting that when you look at that level, I mean the Bucks were their defense was ninth in the NFL in defense efficiency, but they were the number one ranked run defense. Okay, so. That might have some little value. KC against the run, 21st. Right. So can the Bucks use their run game to keep Mahomes off the field and, and really lean into that outside of just Tom, go win it for us? Like, you know, if, if, if those guys, if Fournette and Jones combined, you know, somewhere close to 200 yards, something along those lines, which is a – might be a crazy way to do it, but it almost seems to be like the only path for me for the Bucks to win. So I don't know. Um, that that's if we're going for hidden hands here, it's not completely hidden, but I think that's one way that Tampa could be scheming this. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So all right. Um, 
Let us move along here, Verderam, to our into the future. Will the Bucks limit Tyreek Hill this time around? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I've... <laughs> I'll say, look, I'll be brief. Yeah, I think they will because they, I mean, did you see the first time these two teams played each other? The uh, man had was... 200 yards in a quarter. So he had finished with 269 and three touchdowns. And Carlton Davis is still looking for Tyreek Hill. So my guess in this game is Tampa will do everything to take him out. Everything. Double him, jam. Now, here's the hard part of this. I have seen so many people this week say, well, geez, I just press him. You better not miss. Because if you miss, it's a touchdown. Like, if something – I actually remember this – was, this was a year or two ago. Might even two years ago. And I cannot, for the life of me, I tried to go find it. I couldn't find it. There was a game where some reporter asked Andy Reid during the week, do you think somebody, do you think such and such a team, I cannot remember who it was, you think they're going to press Tyreek Hill? And he actually started to laugh and said, I hope so. Like, I, so I think if you're the Bucks, you're not going to press him. Plus the Chiefs put him in motion so much, it's so hard to press him. I think what will happen is they will just do whatever they can to give up the short throws to him. They will say, if you want to throw a hitch, come back, curl, God bless, man. Here's eight yards. We are not letting you beat us over the top. Now, I put limit and not shut down for a reason. I think no matter what they do, he's going to have 50, 60, 70 yards. But I don't think he goes for a buck 20, buck 30. I think Kelsey's going to have an enormous game. I think Hill, they will do whatever they have to do to limit him. If we're talking limiting compared to the last time they played, sure. But I don't see him 50, 60, 70. The, the guy is – they're just too talented at getting him the ball in the tiniest of windows. Like, I, it's like, what are you going to do to stop that? Like, he's running full speed. All of a sudden, the ball's on its way. The defender has less than a nanosecond to turn his head, and all of a sudden, Tyreek just somehow senses it, and the ball's in his hands. I mean, their their chemistry is so incredibly preposterous. Uh, I sure some, but I I think I think he'll. That's you're not. You, and I get it. You put limit, but I struggle with the fact they're going to be able to like we'll we'll watch at we'll we'll say after the game on our podcast Sunday night that yeah I couldn't believe they limited Tyree Kill I don't think that'll be the conversation what do you think about Mahomes running ability as a big factor in the game I think it matters in this sense look if the Bucks play a lot of soft zone coverages then I don't think he's gonna run for a lot of yardage but I think he can extend plays and that's a problem because if he gets out of the pocket and can extend even if he doesn't run per se you start to get into a situation where you're Tampa, where now your zones get a little out of whack. It turns into a scramble drill, and there's no team better in the NFL at that than Kansas City. All it takes is some guy being a half step out of position or a half step late somewhere, and the ball's a rocket going 50 yards down the field. Like that, that is the one part of this game. And I almost used this as my sneaky matchup earlier, but I want to talk about it here. If you're Tampa, you have to rush him in a very controlled way. You can't just like when you're the Chiefs and you blitz Brady, like you know where he's going to be. You can just come after him. He's not running out of the pocket. Mahomes will take off. And so that's where to me this becomes very interesting. Like if you're Pierre Paul or Barrett and you just get a rush, you better get him because if he gets outside the pocket, even if he's running to his left, he's shown the ability to just pivot and whale the ball across the field. So 
I do think it matters. And if they play man, he will take off and run for a ton of yardage. That's the way he's been his whole career. If they play man and they get a rush and they turn their back, he is just going to run. And you can't spy him. You need everybody and their mother to cover. So I, I do think his legs are a factor. The toe injury to me, he looked good against Buffalo. He's had two weeks. I think he'll be okay. It's my most favorite part of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes in the pocket, making quick seven, eight-yard throws. He's incredibly efficient at it, and it's, but it's just not sexy. When there's pressure and he gets out, that's where it's like your, your entire being perks up like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? So I, I just – I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul, you mentioned, just for the record, it's like who's going to – I'm thinking about who's going to get pressure on him. Right. His story is incredible that he's that he's able to function at the level that he's functioning at here uh, after the self-imposed uh, handicap. But uh, look, I think they'll I think they'll call, get some pressure on him, and I think he'll get yeah. out of the pocket. And I think it'll be awesome, and we'll have some iconic moment that we'll all be talking about after the game. Can you believe Mahomes made that throw? It'll be sweet. Um, off the Super Bowl path for a second here, Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Yep, got to bring it up. A huge trade, stunning trade, and an awful trade for teams like the Chicago Bears who need a quarterback. If that's the price for Stafford, a 12-year veteran who hasn't won a playoff game, I get that he's been in Detroit, and I know that Jared Goff had a terrible contract, but that it was a steep price uh, to get Stafford. And now people are asking, and you're asking it right here, does it make the Rams a favorite, which I think is crazy, but go ahead. No, see, no, I, I agree with you. I think it is crazy. But I have seen people, like real people, be like, yeah, you know, I think they're a favorite now. They're right there. And it's like, really? Like, I am a guy who I have always liked Matt Stafford. I think he's a better quarterback than people realize. Because Detroit sucks. And it sucked for a decade straight and, and it, with, with Stafford. Well, like, are they better than the Packers now? No. Are they better than the Bucks? No. Like, are, are they better than the Seahawks? Eh? Like, they just lost their defensive coordinator. They're going to lose some pieces off that defense. They don't have any picks ever. Like, I, I mean, I look, I look at the Rams. Like, are they good? Yeah. Are they a playoff team? Yes. Are they a team? That, like, I like as a Chiefs fan, if the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl next year and played the Rams, I'd be like, yeah, we're winning that game. Like, I, I'm not worried about Matt Stafford playing anywhere near the level of Mahomes. I think he's good. I think he's a good quarterback. But I, I, I have seen people who now think like they're somehow going to be like this runaway favorite in the NFC because they have matched that. I, I do not see that. Yeah. I mean, to me, what's just interesting is how expensive it is to get a quarterback that you like. I mean, it, it's there's just not a lot out there right now, and there's a ton of teams looking. And so here's the price for a 12-year guy that we all – would agree is incredibly talented and in the right situation, maybe you can, you know, go, go all the way to the mountaintop, but that, that was the position they were in. And, and I guess you got to give Sean McVay some credit here. He's certainly not uh, soft shoeing this one. I mean, all in here we go, but I, 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 just, I don't think they're anywhere close to a favorite. I think they're in the conversation, uh, but a reminder too: Jared Goff played well at the end of the year. I mean, you, you can't put the playoff loss on him. He wasn't terrible and no. he's playing with a broken thumb. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. 
And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Um, so, and, and by the way, they got to a Super Bowl with them. Now they scored three points, but they did get there. All right. Uh, let's rate some wild, bizarre Super Bowl moments. Uh we got Max McGee hung over from Super Bowl one. Uh, McNabb throws up in the huddle. Thurman Thomas can't find his helmet. The Raiders walk into Super Bowl uh, 18 and the traffic jam. You got a lot of these Vertoram. Yeah. Look, this was a good idea. Uh, our producer, Sean Daly emailed this to me earlier in the week. All oh, right. This is Sean stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was good. Um, like just some of the more bizarre things that have happened in the Super Bowl. And so, like I'll go through and just, you know, for fun. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's rate him quick. Like on a one to 10 scale, Max McGee being hung over is an absolute one. Max McGee from all stories was absolutely hung over for more than just a Super Bowl. So um, what's crazier is he didn't expect to play in the game. And then boy, Dowler got hurt and they're like, all right, get in there. And uh, despite, despite probably reeking of schnapps went in there and caught two touchdown passes, including one of the more iconic ones ever. Um, but I, I will say, like McNabb in the huddle, just throwing up, and then T.O. getting on his case about it in, in following years. That's a good six, right? Like McNabb, the slowest uh, drive of all time down 10 in the Super Bowl to the point there's like video of Belichick on the sideline being like, we're up 10, right? We're up 10? Like they should have to move faster than this? So that was a really good one. The Raiders had to walk to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's that's an underrated one that like a lot of people don't even know about. Like they – they got stuck in traffic. And so, like, Howie Long and Lyle Alzado just got out of their car and just left it on the freeway and walked to the game in Tampa. Um, Marcus Allen got to the front gate, and the woman, the parking attendant, would not let him in, didn't believe he was a player. So he had to leave his car at the gate and hop the, hop the gate, and he said he never saw the car again. He has no idea what happened to it. That's, that's a good number. That's an eight. And then uh, I believe – and, and you know, Carl, go ahead. I, I want to look something up real quick, but go ahead. What? Go ahead and rank. Well, I, I listen. One. I mean, I, I think getting out and having to walk, you can't, you can't top that. Um, but I'll just go off the board here. And it's just, uh, uh, and the Thurman Thomas thing, by the way, not finding his helmet is, is amazing, but um, I feel like nine, by the way. Yeah. I, I feel like I would definitely do that. By the way, if I was an NFL player, I'd for sure lose my helmet, but uh, one of the stories that's not on this list, the Chicago Bears, let me just bring them in here, Super Bowl 20. They win the game. They're, they, these, they're all, it's a blowout, 46 to 10. So they're already being handed beers, uh, you know, on the sidelines. Fans are tossing them down. I mean, Hams has told me this story, Dan Hampton, where they're literally getting beers while they're on the sidelines before they carry off Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka. And then uh, that night, you know, they're, they're just that team partied. Like, I guess maybe all Super Bowl teams party, but it was four in the morning, five in the morning. And somehow, some way they, they got this one bar in New, New Orleans to like to open up for them and just stay up and like, it, you know, all through the end of the morning. And just like there was a like 30 bears in there having uh, an extreme party on Bourbon Street uh, by, by themselves. And like, but like somehow Bears fans just found them there and they t- it just kept going and going and going. 
Uh, I don't know why that resonates with me so much, but I, you know, that was my childhood Vertoram Super Bowl 20, baby. They kept the bar open until eight in the morning for him. That's awesome. Um, so the one I, I did find, so the um, Super Bowl 16 between the Niners and the Bengals, the first one, the Niners won in Montana was played at the Pontiac Silverdome up in Michigan. And the Niners bus got stuck in the presidential motorcade and between that and the brutal weather that day, they only showed up to the stadium 90 minutes before the game. And all the players were panicking, whatever. And this is uh, on Wikipedia. I don't know the exact source beyond this, but uh, oh, Sports Illustrated. Um, Co- Montana said, quote, Coach Walsh was pretty loose on the bus. He said, I've got the radio on and we're winning seven to nothing. The trainer's calling the plays. <laughs> and that, that's a 10 for me. That's, that's, that's awesome. One of them. That's one of my all-time favorite. I, I didn't I didn't know the quote, but I remember the story that they got stuck in president and uh, I think it was Vice President Bush's motorcade um in, in in Pontiac. So that's that's a pretty good one. All right, let's place your bets. Let's make some money here. The Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite. The over-under is 56 and a half. We got a prop bet here, would be sweet. Uh Matt Verderam, go ahead, buddy. All right, so let's start with the game itself, just the line. So it's three, three and a half, depending where you look. We'll say three and a half. Um, I like the Chiefs to cover the game. I do. I, I think it's about a 10-point game. Um, I could see it being closer. I could see it being a bigger spread than 10 points. But listen, I think the Bucks are going to get pressure, okay? I, I think they're going to make life uncomfortable at times. I also will say, and I, I hope I'm biased, I think unbiasedly, I think that the narrative is a little overblown, that the Chiefs are missing all these starters. Look, Eric Fisher's a big loss. Mike Remmers has been a starting tackle for them basically all year long. Stefan Wisniewski came in late in this season, but he was a starting guard for them most of the end of last year and drew the Super Bowl. Like They know him. They know he can play. The center has been the center all year. Andrew Wiley, who's kicking out the right tackle, has played right tackle for the Chiefs before. He was a tackle in college, and he was a starting guard for all 16 games, I believe. Oh, no, excuse me, he missed one. He missed one game, so 15 games. He played against Cam Jordan, who, in my opinion, is better than either of the Bucks' defensive ends, and was so good in the game that Cam Jordan punched him and got thrown out. So, like, I, while I think it is an advantage for Tampa, and I think they will get pressure, I don't think it's the massive, overwhelming problem that people seem to think it is. I also think the Chiefs can match up far better in the secondary than Tampa can. And while Brady and Mahomes, name-wise, it's just it's incredibly two guys on the marquee. Brady's just not Mahomes. I'm sorry. Not at this point in his career. He's not. Like, Brady's a good quarterback at this point in his career. Maybe even very good. Mahomes is the best. And so, to me... I think it is a good game. If Tampa can create two or more turnovers, I think they have a great shot to win. If they can't, they don't. They have not moved the ball well all postseason if they haven't gotten short fields and turnovers. So I think if you're the Chiefs, you say, look, take care of the ball, get the ball out on schedule, get to Brady a little bit. I will say 30-20 to Kansas City wins. So we got the Chiefs covering and we got the under. Yeah, which is the next question. Yes, I will take the under, which also the under was hit uh, in the first game. So uh, I'll be real brief here. Uh, I love Kansas City all day. I think 
I think it's a blowout. I think uh, I don't think the Bucks are going to score a lot. So I'll take the under, but I think this is 31 to 10. Um, I think the Chiefs play their best game of the year. And I think we're bored. That's, that's my prediction. Now, what I'm really excited about is the prop bets. I've got three of them for you, Vertoram, that I love. Number one is the fat man touchdown. Yes is plus 800. No is minus 2,000. So I do think the Chiefs get creative, and one of these offensive linemen is, is getting in the end zone this, in a, on a tackle, eligible, whatever. Um, fat man touchdown, that means an offensive or defensive lineman. I love that bet. Let's get the fat man involved. You, you get to enjoy it all game long. Now, for a post game, because you don't want to be done, who will the MVP thank first? His teammates are minus 150. God or Jesus is plus 210. But I'm going off the board. This is the year that whoever the MVP is, Patrick Mahomes, I think he just celebrates. Does not thank anyone is plus 1,400. No thank yous. Just does the interview, lives the dream. I would love it. Doesn't, doesn't thank anyone. And my last one here is the doink special. Plus three seventy five is 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 yes. Minus five ninety. Will the will the will field goal or extra point hit the uprights or crossbar? So you get you know you're entertained every time. You don't you don't go run out of the room. It's your favorite thing. You're rooting for the doink. So there's three for you. So I don't have the list right in front of me right now. Can you recite? I know I put down Belichick getting mentioned more than once is my favorite prop. That's minus one seventy five. Okay, that that's happening. That is. The easiest money in the world. Okay. What about just no doubt? (laughs) What about Giselle? How many times will she be shown on the screen for going Patriot angles? See, this is where it depends to me. They're not going to show her if you're right and the Chiefs are just waxing Tampa in this game. They're not going to, like, they're not, they're not going to be, hey, they're not 30. Let's show Giselle. Like, they're not going to do that. (laughs) So that's a concern I would have is if the Chiefs do just pull away. Um, as a nervous Chiefs fan, I don't quite feel that that's going to happen, but could I envision a scenario where it happens? Yeah. Um, but to me, the Belichick one is just a guarantee. That's a stone cold lock that, that he's getting brought up more than once. You think he's rooting for Brady? That's a tough question. Uh, I, I think – why don't you think about it? I don't think there's any chance in the world he is, even though I talked to Jimmy Johnson. Hey, he's running for him. He's a part of him. He, if he's a, he was a seventh-round draft pick, actually 6 199 doesn't matter. He, he's, he's, of course, he, he takes tremendous pride. No chance he wants Brady to win this football game and have the separation factor with him. I don't buy it for a second. But you're saying that, yeah, maybe he's a good guy, and he, you know he's rooting for Tom. I don't buy it. Uh, you know what? My initial reaction was, hell no, he's not rooting for him. Okay. Like, okay. But then I thought about, it, like, well, you know, maybe. Um, we're we're, I, I, we're sick. We're competitors. We can't help it. He'd yeah, like. I think he'd yeah, like he's, to be. He's going to be like, I don't want him winning without me. Right. <laughs> I, I think. He, I think deep down, he'd like to be rooting for him. Like somewhere, it's like he knows it's the right thing to do, but actually what's going on inside every time he drops back to pass he's hoping he's throwing a pick that's my bet yeah probably probably maybe that's 
maybe that's too much of what I would be doing, but I would be tried. I know I'd be wanting to root for my guy, but I, I just, it's, it would be, it would be hard. It'd be super hard. Um, let's do in or out. This is Brady's last Super Bowl appearance. Don't bet against him, Bertram, but what do you got? This is his last one. This um, is it. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, 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 he could get back, but smart money says, yeah, I mean, he's 43 years old. Like, now, again, if you had asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said, yeah, it's his last one. So prove me wrong. But yeah, I think the smart money says, yes, it's his last one at this age. I mean, this, this was a pretty crazy run just to even get him here this time. So I would say, yes. For sure, the smart money is that this is it. But he also is saying that he'd like to play till he's 45 and maybe 50. And I, somebody was talking the other day, I forget who it was, that when you tackle Tom Brady, when you sack him, it feels like you're falling into water. Like, I don't know, whatever the hell that means. What? Like he's, he's not this brick of a man. He's just, he, whatever he's doing is TB12, that he's just, he's the ocean. He's Tom Brady. So, you know what? I, I, I I'm going to be out. I somehow this, this lunatic, I think he, I think he gets back one more time somehow, some way, somehow, like his last year is spent in the Super Bowl, and this is okay. his last year. Yeah, it might happen. You, you never know. Uh, the Chiefs will have more than 500 yards again, as they did in week 12 in or out. I'm out. I do not think the Chiefs will have 500, 500. That's a lot. I mean, now, now the reason I put that there, in the first matchup, they had 550 yards. And they dropped a 90-yard touchdown pass. So, like, that Hardman catches up all day 640 yards in the game and really did it without even breaking a sweat. Like, but 500 is just a – a ton and if you think the Chiefs are winning the game then they might throttle down as the game goes on because you're trading you know yards for time I'll say under I do think they're well over 400 though I'm in you're right I, okay. I, I, I mean if I gotta stick with it if I'm if I'm predicting a route 500 is nothing let's go um let's have let's let's have let's have a Chiefs party in Tampa Mahomes threw for 462 on his own last time right so I mean Let's just have an enormous, I'm the goat. We're not taking our gas, our foot off the gas pedal at any point. I think I it's I would fair. actually be more worried as a Bucks fan in some way, in a weird way, if I'm up. Because now if I'm up by like multiple, like if I'm up like 14 points in the fourth, I'm not. But like, I'm almost worried as a Bucks fan if I'm up like five points going into the half. Because you just know that at that point, all pretense is out the window and the Chiefs are just going to gun it as hard as they can for a full half. And you have to just handle that. Like that, in some ways, you're almost better off, like kind of being like a score behind and maybe you just lull them into running the ball a few times. Whereas when they're behind, it's just an absolute tour de force. Here it comes over and over and over. Stop us. Jamie's log, progressive. The Harrington's backyard, day 27, 3.33 a.m. 3.33, all those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving that progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 
that's just a weird question. Like, man, maybe it's just best if they're only down three and Kansas City feels comfortable going into the locker room. Like, we're going to lull them to sleep, and then all of a sudden we're going to get the right turnover at the right time, and it's going to be too late for the Chiefs to come back, and that's how we're going to win. Um, pr- pretty tough to strategize that one. Let's do – we got two more. The NFL was right to not allow for the firing of cannons after Tampa touchdowns, in or out. They should allow cannons for all touchdowns. All touchdowns on both sides. It's fine. Like I look, you have to play it neutral because it's the Super Bowl. Do you? But you got the eh, you got the damn cannons, right? Like this made me think of it was. I won't get the year right. I'm not as up on my college football as I should be. It was like 1984. Miami played Nebraska. You know, Osborne and Jimmy John, or excuse me, Osborne and Schnellenberger in the uh, in the title game in the Orange Bowl. And if you remember. The Hurricanes used to always run out in that, like, smoke at the Orange Bowl. It was a big yeah. deal back in the 80s. And Nebraska, as it was a neutral site game, even though it was in the Orange Bowl, was like, look, we don't want any of that crap. Like, they cannot run out. Well, Miami snuck it out there and did it anyway. <laughs> and it infuriated Osborne, but they did it anyway, and they won. And they won the national title. Well, I, if you're the Bucks, do you just say, you know what? Eh, maybe somebody's finger hits the button accidentally. Like, what are they going to do at that point? I might give it a shot. I, I completely agree. Load them up, and in the fourth quarter, if Brady throws a touchdown pass and there's under a minute to go and you take the lead or whatever, fire them off, baby. Let's go. Break the – you know, live your dream. You don't have to follow all the rules in life. The, the ones that are, you know, important. Firing the cannons, I think you can fire the cannons in the Super Bowl if at the right time. Don't do it up 7 nothing. You might enrage the Chiefs. That's not a good plan. That would uh, actually wh- be hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a couple of years ago when the Chiefs beat the Texans in that crazy playoff game. The Chiefs have this thing where in the playoffs they saw fireworks after they score a touchdown. And this is a verifiable fact. You can look this up. They scored so many points in that game that they actually put up a PSA. Like they apologized to the fans for the last touchdown. They ran out of fireworks. That's amazing. They were shooting off so many as they were coming back from 24 to nothing. They were just firing them off at will and when they scored their last touchdown the team put up a blip on the on the arrowhead scoreboard that just said you know we apologize we're out of fireworks i blame brad g chiefs pr it was his fault the guy's not doing enough over there i like brad but brad that's on you yep i like brad too but you know do your job and clearly yeah. g was coming up short yeah one of the two quarterbacks will win mvp in or out in smart money's in right like if the bucks win i don't care what brady plays like he's winning super Bowl mvp like Pierre paul would have to have like eight sacks <laughs> to be considered right like we all know that's true because it's just more for brady if the chiefs win it's probably more like you there's a world where maybe hiller kelsey some crazy game or something where they win it but it Smart money always says to take the quarterback. I don't think there's any world in which those guys win it because Patrick Mahomes would have thrown them the football. Uh, and I don't think it's going to come from the running game. It could defensively, you could have uh, that would be the pathway. If the Bucks win and Brady throws three picks, but Jason Pierre Paul ate Patrick Mahomes and they got turnovers and, and trucked into the end zone, that's the only way it's happening. Uh, but I am also in that uh, it's going to Brady and or to Patrick Mahomes. That is uh, that is an overwhelmingly smart play. If you're 
looking to if you're looking just to grind Super Bowl dough, that's one way to make your uh, prop bets MVP. Bet on bet on Brady or bet on Mahomes to win the MVP. Uh, Verrem, you're heading home on Friday, as you mentioned. What's what are you going to be listening to? What podcast you got uh, dialed up for this drive? You got any plans here? How do you how do you pass the time? Kind of questions. I've been listening to Stack in the Box, um, <laughs> Arrowhead Attic podcast, of course. Uh, you know what? I'll probably I'll listen. You know, somebody, I, I love some uh, some Bill Simmons podcast. Always have, always will. Uh, my but, my my good friend Therese Paler. Been listening to him with Charles Robinson on the Yahoo Sports podcast. Always enjoy that one. Um, let me give you the a Windy City. There you go. Of let course. Me, we got we got we got to get a new episode up. The Windy's been suffering here in the Super Bowl week, but uh, I'm going to give you a recommendation, Verderam, for your okay. drive. Do it. The Knuckleheads podcast, our friends over at the Players' Tribune, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, and you want to tee up the Iman Shumpert podcast and listen to him talk about his tenure with the New York Knicks and it'll be a, and everything else that goes on in the league. That probably is hilarious. I probably it, could get involved. It is. It's very interesting what he, how he talks about playing in New York and how like, – Especially on those teams. Yep. And, like, they're like – like, don't don't talk to me about Charles Smith. I wasn't here for that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you're getting Charles Smith. I mean, fucking Charles Smith. He, he, if he could if he could have went up like an actual NBA player, the Knicks go to the finals in '93. Got robbed. I mean, um, it. I think you'll enjoy the listen. It's it's it it's it's so raw. It's highly entertaining. Uh, well, but I, I I will enjoy it. I um. No, I'll listen to plenty uh, on the way out there and all my thoughts, I'm sure, as a 13-hour drive. Um, so that's okay. That's fine by me. Uh, I am looking for – I won't listen. I'm not even going to, uh, you know, BS it. I am looking forward to it. Obviously, last year I had the pleasure of being at the Super Bowl, uh, second one in a row I'd covered in person up in the box and uh, would have been there for this one if not for COVID. But uh, it'll be cool. I mean, my dad and I watched a lot of football together growing up over the years. And to be able to go home and watch this one, uh, be cool, no matter what happens. Obviously, listen, yeah, do I hope the Chiefs win? Yeah, I do. Um, but it'll be cool to go back, have a have a bunch of food, watch the game, hope for the best. Um, and you know what? Look, uh, hey, if they don't win, is it disappointing? Yes. But if you had told any version of me in the past, they're going to go to back-to-back Super Bowls, at least win one of them, have a quarterback that's going to keep you in the conversation for the next 12 to 15 years, I would have su- I would have given away anything short of my child for that. Like, I would have, I maybe would have gone like an amputation of the, of the foot. Fine. Here it is. Like, I'll learn to walk with a prosthetic. Like, that, that sounds incredible. So, yes, I hope they win. They don't win. Our coworker Josh Hill, who's a Bucks fan, will be thrilled. I'll be happy for him. Uh, but yeah, hey, come on now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it'd be great to see him win. The so, so hold on a second. Let me um, for real conversation. If yeah. somebody had literally lined up this Chiefs scenario for you and said, "Hey, Matt, this is what the deal is. We're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna have this quarterback. His name is Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna be incredible. You're gonna win at least one, and after that." you're going to get him for another decade. And I'm not telling you how many you're going to win, but you're going to have him and he'll be healthy. And by the way, you'll also be working in the business and get to cover some of these games. The, the price of that is five years off your life, however long you are going to live. Not telling you how long. You might live to 100 and be 95. You might live to 65 and be 60. Would you have made that trade? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Five I'm years. Hoping, I'm, I'm hoping that I live or was going to live into my 80s and then fine. So shave five, shave five years off my life where I'm shitting myself from incontinence. That's fine. So 80 to 75, you would you would do it. Yeah. Now it sucks if I was only going to live to like 55. That, yeah. that really, that's, that's a tough break. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, there's some pretty healthy 80 year olds out there. They're living the dream. I, hey, man, listen, the goal here. Is to live into you know late eighties, nineties. That I mean, hell, I'm doing my best to be healthy. That would be great. My grandfather, my dad's father, lived 101, and was healthy to the day he died. So, um, you know, that's that's the dream. Oh, that's, I mean, the, that's the dream right there. I mean, your your dad, he's cruising toward triple digits. He, he's he's hanging in the big 95 year old, getting his yeah, coat. So, getting, you know, hey, but um, knock on wood. But no, his man, coat. look, yeah. look. If you said, if you said, hey, five years, yeah. Fine. <laughs> I I want to enjoy the time I'm here, and that helps me to enjoy it. Now that is an elite sports fan, uh, so which is, should give you pride in listening to Stacking the Box. Vertoram was l- literally willing to give up five years of his life to get a winner and and a consistent winner. I guess you could throw in there too. All right. Yeah. Uh, we will see you Sunday night. Are you bringing your equipment? How are we going to do this? Is it just gonna. What's the plan here, buddy? Uh, well, I have my computer, so I might just have, uh, we'll see about the mic. I don't know if I'm bringing the mic out, but the, um, the sound quality might be a little, little, it might be a little tinny. Let's hope it's not, but, um, either way, look, I've, I'm going to go ahead and guess if you're a chief fan listening to this podcast, and probably a lot of you, uh, you're not going to care if I sound all tinny, they just won the Super Bowl. And if they lost the Super Bowl, well, you're probably not listening and, <laughs> and I don't blame you. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But either way, the pot will be up that night. That night, win or lose or draw, baby. Well, no draw, I guess, but win or lose. Travel safe. Thank you for listening to Stag in the Box. We appreciate all the reviews. And, uh, yeah, letting your friends and family and coworkers and loved ones know about this fine NFL football podcast. Everybody enjoy their Sunday. Have a great party if you're just hanging out. Be safe, of course. And, uh, hey, Chiefs and Bucks, it's here. Uh, thank you for listening to Stag in the Box. Jamie's log, progressive. The Harrington's backyard, day 27, 3:33 a.m. 3:33. All those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving the progressive has 24/7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24/7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3:33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers, and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.